in part two of our series called Forgotten Prayers uh, in these 21 days. And here's what we're doing. We're taking these three weeks and we're learning three different new prayers that we're going to pray as a church. Forgotten prayers, prayers that maybe we don't pray all the time, either by choice uh, or maybe by circumstances. We've forgotten to pray these prayers, but we're taking them out of the word of God, prayers that people of God have prayed. Uh, And honestly, I encourage you last week, I kind of gave you the warning ahead of this, that these are not safe prayers to pray. These are not easy prayers to just add into your arsenal. These are prayers that have consequences to them. As we pray them, God will move, God will speak, God will choose to do things in our lives. And so think carefully before you decide to pray these prayers. Think carefully before you decide to add these prayers to your life. And I'm saying this not tongue-in-cheek. Think carefully before you decide that this is a prayer you want to pray. And so go ahead and grab out your Bible, something to take some notes with. If you don't like to take notes, take some notes anyways, all right? So we're in part two of this. And so today marks our second week of 21 Days of Prayer. And I would encourage you to come out and join us or join us online six to seven every weekday that we pray here in the room. We, we stream it online. Join us as we pray and then add these prayers to your prayer life as we set aside these hours. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. But I think the danger, if you ask my opinion, and not many people are, but if you did, my opinion is the danger in the Christian walk is we boil down our prayers. When we first get saved, our prayers are full of faith and our prayers are full of expectation and our prayers are full of boldness. But as you get a little further along, we tend to boil our prayers down into a couple of different avenues. We tend to kind of get the same prayer over and over, over a particular thing or a particular circumstance. We tend to say the same words. We tend to go back to the same verses. We tend to to kind of boil down our prayers into these very uh, safe or honestly these very benign prayers that we just continue to pray. And we don't know why we started praying them, but we just do it anyways because maybe somebody told us it would be a good thing to do. We pray these prayers, God, you know, God be with us, even though he promised he'll never leave us or forsake us. Nevertheless, God be with us. Or we pray, God, you know, bless our food. We don't know what we're actually, just bless the food, O oh Lord. Just, you know, we pray these kind of prayers. Sometimes you pray the exact same, right? We pray, O oh Lord, bless this food to the nourishment. Or, O oh Lord, right, good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. Some of you have prayed this prayer where you just kind of, I don't think the Lord is very impressed with the faith behind those prayers. Or some of you, you build a little more faith into it. Oh Lord, please bless this foot-long chili cheese dog that is smothered in jalapenos and cheese and tater tots and cherry limeade to the nourishment of my body, all right? Some of you have some faith that I don't even understand. Some of you putting that stuff. We pray these prayers, oh Lord. And some of you, I got the Tums, right, ready. You got the antacids already. You've eaten them and then you begin to pray. I don't think the Lord is very impressed with that kind of faith. Oh Lord, I know what Taco Bell does, but have mercy, oh Lord. Just have mercy. (laughs) Someone's got some pray, but we pray boiled down prayers. So what we're doing in this series is we're going to take a look at forgotten prayers. Prayers that, like I said, either by circumstance or by choice, we have forgotten to pray. And last week we prayed the prayer. We looked at search me, O God, the prayer David prayed in the Psalms. Search me, O God, show me, Lord, if there's any prideful way or wicked way or way that's not pleasing to you. Show me, God. And so I asked you to pray that with me Each day of the week. Today we're going to look at a prayer a little boy prayed in the Old Testament. And it's found in the Old Testament. Let me give you the context. Samuel is a very young boy in the Old Testament. And if you joined us today, if you graduated from KidZone up into the church, I want to continue just to bless you. You came today. And so I want you to know if you're in fifth grade or sixth grade and you're here inside big church with us, that this message is for you. 
All the rest of these people, they can just get a message somewhere else. This one is for you guys today. Because in the Old Testament, God comes to a particular boy. He doesn't come to an adult. He doesn't come to an army. He doesn't come to a nation or a king. He comes to a young boy named Samuel. And Samuel at this point is about 10 or 11 years old. He's think of like a fifth or a sixth grader. And he's serving in the temple. And he's serving the priest Eli. And the problem is that the priest Eli had not been honoring God. He hadn't kept his family in line. He hadn't turned his heart back to God. He hadn't done the things that he needed to do as the priest to turn the people's heart back to God. He hadn't disciplined his sons. He's sinning against God. And so one day, this fifth grader or so goes to bed, Samuel, and Eli goes to bed in his room, and the Lord speaks to this young boy. In the darkness of the night, the Lord speaks to him, and he says, Samuel, Samuel. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was in nursery in KidZone, uh, when I was younger, they told me, you know, if you want God to speak, you just ask him to speak to you in the middle of the night. Samuel, Samuel. And I remember praying, Lord, please do not. Just in the middle. Oh, Lord, please don't scare me in the middle of the night. I don't know how this story got told to you. But in the middle of the night, God comes to Samuel and he says, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel thinks it's the priest Eli calling him. And so he jumps out of bed and he wants to serve and he runs into the room, wakes Eli. up. He's like, Eli, Eli, did you call me? And you can imagine Eli's kind of older in years. He's kind of groggy. He's looking like kind of confused. And he's like, no, it wasn't me. Go back to bed. And so Samuel goes and lays down. But the Bible says the second time the Lord calls him and he says, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel jumps out of bed. He runs in there. Eli, Eli, was it me? And the priest is like, nope, it wasn't me. And all you parents of young children know this routine, right? You understand this. If your little legs get out of that bed one more time. I am going to put you on. So help me. I'm going to send you to the moon. All right. If you get out of your bed, Eli, like, go back to bed, Samuel. It wasn't me. You're hearing things. And then he goes back to bed. And then a third time, Samuel, Samuel, this fifth grader, hears God speak his name. He hears his name and he thought, who is that? He's not he's not expecting to hear from God. And so he runs a third time to Eli. And the priest realized Eli suddenly comes to his senses and says, we are sleeping in the temple of God, right? Like we are, maybe Samuel is hearing the voice of the Lord. Maybe he's hearing the voice of the Lord, which should tell you how, how few times Eli in this time period has been hearing the voice of the Lord. But anyways, that's just neither here nor there. If you hear your name again, he tells Samuel, if you hear it again, Samuel, I want you to stop. I want you to speak back and to tell the Lord you're his servant and you're listening to what he says. And so then we pick up the story in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10. If you're taking notes, you can jot it down. We pick up the story. The Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And this little boy, this fifth grade, sixth grade boy, he prays forgotten prayer number two, the forgotten prayer of this week. And he says, speak, Lord, speak. Your servant is listening. Speak to me, God. I really want to hear what you're saying. And what's incredibly cool is God does speak to Samuel. He speaks to him, but what God says to him is not something that's pleasant to hear. Not something that's easy to hear. Now, before I tell you what the Lord spoke to Samuel on that night, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want all, I'm curious, all of our Victory family, you guys in the room, those of you watching online, I'm curious, how many of you want to play some Bible trivia this morning? All right, who wants to play some Bible? None of you guys? Well, you haven't heard the prize yet, all right? So 500 points and an extra room in your mansion in heaven, all right? If you get this one, you answer this question. If you're visiting with us, I can't even give you like a Roomba in heaven, all right? I can't give you an extra room. But here's your question for our Bible trivia. I'll ask you this question. How many times in the Bible... Did God come to someone, speak to them, the audible voice of God, give them an assignment, and that assignment was easy to do? 
How many times did you, come on, some of you got some mansions in heaven by this. How many times did God come to someone? I see it again. How many, think of all the stories in scripture where God came to someone and told them what his assignment was and it was easy. And they were like, that's easy, God, I'll get that done after lunch. Like, that's no problem. Thank you, God, for that easy assignment. How many times do you read where they respond, oh, Lord, that's too easy. Give me more. Oh, Lord, that's, that's just, I can get that done before tonight. Oh, Lord, I need tomorrow's assignment. How many times did he give it to me? You think about the examples in the Bible. Noah, God comes to Noah. Noah, I want you to build an ark. And Noah is like, what's an ark, God? Like, I don't understand what. And he says, it's a really big boat. And I want you to build this ark. It's about a football field and a half long. And I want you to build it, Noah. And now, consequently, our worship pastor, Nick, when he was teaching, he figured out that our parking lot in the back is about the dimensions of Noah's Ark. All right, everybody. And so when you're leaving today, you can check that out. I want to tell you it's on purpose, but it wasn't. All right. That's just a cool little side note for you. But he tells Noah, I want you to build this thing. Noah wasn't like, OK, God, that's easy. And then God's like, fine. OK, one of each type, male and female, of every animal in the world. And then you're going to repopulate the earth single handedly. This is what's going to happen. And Noah's like, I'll get that done like in a couple of weeks, God. And then you can give me whatever my next assignment is. Easy. When he came to Jonah, Jonah, I want you to go and preach to the most vile, perverse, wicked, violent nation on the face of the earth. I want you to go to Nineveh, and I want you to tell them, repent or die. Jonah wasn't like, that's easy, God. You know, just put that on my calendar. I'll get in my little to-do app. I got this. I'll get it done. You go to the New Testament, comes to Mary. The angel speaks to Mary. Mary, you're going to have a son. You're going to be pregnant. You're going to have a son, even though you're an unmarried virgin. And Mary, this is going to be great. And honestly, Mary, it's going to be the son of God. And Mary wasn't like, that's so cool, God. That's just incredible. I Think how my brand is going to blow up. My, my social media brand. People are going to be so excited. Hashtag, right? Humble to raise the son of God. It's going to be amazing. Like, this could be incredible. God, it's easy. Easy stuff. How many times did God come to people and tell them? Every time God came to them with an assignment, it stretched their faith. Every time it was difficult for them to do. Every time it would cause them to depend on him. Every time. It would build their faith. If you have the faith, the courage to pray, Lord, speak to me. If you have the courage to pray, forgotten prayer number two, the one of this week, Lord, speak to me. I promise you, God will stretch your faith. I promise you when he speaks that it's going to stretch your faith. It may convict you. It may challenge you. He may ask you to do something that you feel is completely impossible for you to do. When you pray this prayer, and I'm not saying take it lightly. I told you, take, take stock and decide if you want to pray this prayer. Decide if this is a prayer that you have forgotten to pray and if you want to pray it or not. Because when God speaks, he will stretch your faith. God will give you. When he gives an assignment, when he actually tells you what he wants you to do, you may think it's impossible for you to do. And I promise you, it will teach you to depend on him to give you greater faith. Samuel says, speak, God, I'm listening. Unfortunately, what God tells Samuel after he says to Samuel, after he says, okay, I've got your attention. What God does not say he doesn't say, okay, Samuel, now that I have your attention, I'm going to pour out my blessing on all people. You're going to be incredibly blessed, oh, Samuel. This is why I wanted your attention in the middle of the night. God doesn't come to little fifth grade Samuel and say, oh, Samuel, you know that cute girl in your youth groupeth. You are, are going to marry her and have two dogs, right, and a kid and a house and a six-figure income as a YouTube influencer. That's because I love you so much, Samuel. That's what I have for you. That's not what God says. What God says is, Samuel, I know you've been serving Eli. Eli has been sinning against me. 
Eli hasn't turned the hearts of the people back to me. Eli hasn't turned his heart back to me. Eli hasn't disciplined his family. Eli has not lived right before me. And so I'm bringing judgment on his house. That's what he tells Samuel, 10 years old in the middle of the night. That priest you respect, that priest you serve in the temple of God. Here's the voice of the Lord. Your assignment is to go and tell him, Samuel, that I'm bringing judgment. That I'm going to make things right. I'm going to judge this nation. And God says, I'm trusting you, Samuel. Even though you're young, I'm trusting you with the assignment, with the voice of the Lord. It's a burden to carry. It's a weight that God trusts to this young man. It's a weight. It's a forgotten prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In other words, I want to encourage you. Do not pray this prayer. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening, unless you want to hear what God has to say. Do not pray this prayer unless you actually want to hear what God has to say to you. If you don't, do not pray this prayer. If you say, I'm comfortable without hearing that voice, that assignment, without knowing that God has something difficult for me to do, I don't want that, don't pray this prayer. But if you want to hear what he has to say, we need to work this back into our prayer life. Speak, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to take a step back and just talk about prayer uh, from a larger perspective today. And what I want you to understand is that prayer, in essence, is communicating with God. Prayer is this tool that we have to communicate with God. But any good communication is not a one-way street. Prayer is not us bringing our requests to God and then leaving them there and going about our day. Prayer is not us talking to God constantly, telling him our things, our list, our ideas, our wish list. That's not what prayer is. Prayer is communicating with God. And it's also listening to God. Prayer is listening to what God has to say to us when he speaks to me. Prayer is not just talking. Prayer is pausing and saying, God, what do you have to say to me? I wonder how many of us, God is just like, okay, enough already. You've told me how you think I need to do things. Enough already. You've given me your list and now let me speak to you. I wonder how many of us, when we go into prayer, it's constantly bombarding heaven with the things that we want and the things that we think and the things that we are passionate about and never listening if God wants to speak to us. Never waiting to see if God has a plan for us. And God is speaking to us. I love you so much. I have a purpose for you. Why would we not want to hear what God has to say to us? I would posit there's a couple of reasons, and we'll get to those in just a moment. But too oftentimes, it's because we're so wrapped up in the things that we want. So often, it goes back to the root of selfishness in our life. That we're selfish towards other people. We're selfish towards those in our lives. We're selfish towards God. But if we begin to pray this forgotten prayer where we say, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Speak, Lord. I want to hear what you have to say to me. Speak, Lord. As you may say, "Okay, I'm in. I want to pray this prayer. How do I hear the voice of God? Well, I want to give you a couple of things and I want to make this as simple as possible today. I just want this to be a simple message. It's hard to do, but it's simple to understand. And I want to give you three different postures you can be in. To hear the voice of God. Things to help you in your prayer time. As we go into these 21 days. Different postures. Different mindsets you can take on. If you want to hear the voice of God. The first thing I would encourage you to do. And it goes against all momentum. And trajectory of our culture. It goes against everything. That the world is trying to get you to do. And that is to fight. To be still. Everything that comes around us, everything that's being pumped into our culture, pumped into our television, pumped into whatever it is that you consume, is everything is telling you not to do this. I'm telling you, fight to be still. To be still. To rest in his presence. In fact, Psalms 46 talks about how to experience the presence of God. And here's what it does not say. It doesn't say, be frantic and you will know that I am God. 
It doesn't say be panicked and you will know that I am God. It doesn't say search me on the go and you'll experience my presence. It doesn't say take five minutes out of your incredibly busy schedule and take those five minutes and then kind of do it while you're in the car. And then if you kind of did it or you didn't believe, but you did kind of, and then you'll know that I am God. That's not what it says. Watch what the verse says. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Be still and know that I am God. It says in scripture, pause, be still. Question for you, how many of you, maybe in the last week or so, maybe in the last 12 hours or so, how many of you have spent an hour binge watching Netflix? Anybody been, anybody want to admit, how many spent about an hour? Some of you are like, that's child's play. Like, that's just the warm up. <laughs> an hour is not even, or, or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Disney Plus, all right? We just cover all the bases out there, whatever your choice is. How many have spent an hour, a couple hours binge watching that? I can already feel it. Some of you are like, that's how I, I get my food ready, and that's an hour, and then I'm watching whatever it is I chose to watch. How many of you, maybe that's not your thing. How many of you have scrolled through some type of social media, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever it is, you've gone through and you've spent an hour just kind of, you lost an hour. You didn't realize how fast the clock moved, and you were just still scrolling, or YouTube, maybe you watched something. Or maybe that's not your thing. Maybe it's video games. You spent an hour or two hours or maybe read a book or maybe whatever it was, whatever the thing that you did. Watch the news. Come on, somebody. Some of you, whatever you spent an hour doing, how many of you have set aside an hour that you've lost to that? And then I would question you, and this is something, don't raise your hands. How many of you have set aside an hour this last week just to sit in the presence of God and ask him what he has to say? A solid hour, not five minutes while you're running out the door, not two minutes before you drift off into sleep. Not How many have set aside an hour? You said, I just want to hear what you want to say, God. It's why we have the 21 days, by the way. This is not so we can kind of build numbers at a prayer service. This is not so that we can just have something we check a box as the church to do. 21 days is about getting the discipline of listening to God's voice into our lives. And whether you're here in person or you're watching online, it's setting aside that hour to say, God, we want to hear from you. Your servants are listening. But too few times, and this is preaching to myself included, too few times we've set aside this time. In fact, we'll just, we'll just put on confessions, good for the soul, bad for the reputation, right? Yesterday, I'm in, I'm in my house and I'm, I'm telling Alyssa, my wife, that I'm saying, you know, I, I love these 21 days. I'm just so happy that I've, I've gotten just a chance to schedule out these hours to spend with God. Each day I get to say, and she laughed at me. Come on, somebody. She laughed. And laughed and laughed like, and I realized that it's a silly thing to say as a good that I'm, I'm these 21 days. I'm so happy that I set aside those times and the rest of the year, you know, God knows what happens the rest of the year. It doesn't matter when that gets worked into our lives. The rest of the year doesn't matter if we have that discipline. Come on, church. I got convicted yesterday. Come on. We're going to talk about that. God speaks to us in all different ways. I just. We need this. If I can just be honest, if I could have a one-on-one conversation with every single one of you, we need this. It's a forgotten prayer. Lord, speak to us. Speak to us. When's the last time we paused? We shut down all of the noise. We didn't keep our hand on our phone just in case somebody called. We didn't didn't keep our, our ear for the doorbell just in case somebody came by. When's the last time we shut it all aside? We were still before God. We said, speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Be still and know that I am the Lord. Jesus said this in the New Testament when he was speaking. He says, when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, come on somebody, when you pray, 
Don't do it like the hypocrites do as they go into the streets. Don't go with loud proclamations before everybody. Don't go and do not be, for they love to pray standing with loud prayers that they may be seen by everyone. They love to get a crowd and to pray loud prayers and they love to be seen as holy and they love to have that reputation. They, they enjoy that. That's what they live for. He says, don't pray like that. But when you pray, Jesus says, get alone in your prayer closet, lock the door, shut out everything else. Shut out the pride that tries to speak into your mind how great and spiritual you are. Shut out the, the pride that tries to speak that says that you're doing something so amazing. He says, get alone in your prayer closet. Lock the door, shut out all the noise, get rid of all of that, be still before the Lord, be in his presence, says my father sees in secret. You want to experience the presence of God, we have to be still before him. We have to shut out the noise of this world. It's a forgotten prayer, speak, Lord. And so you might say, okay, so Ben, I'm in. I, I want to hear the voice of God. Am I going to hear the audible voice of God? You might, you might, right? Morgan Freeman's voice speaking in the King James English. You might hear, you might hear the audible voice of God. I've known people that have that come to you in whatever way it is, right? You know, just I break up with them for I have a better person for you. Someone better looking, right, with 401k and a steady job. I don't know what your voice, I've heard people that have had, I haven't. But I promise you, I've heard God's voice in so many different ways. That we serve a speaking God. That he wants to speak to us. The question I would ask you, are you ever listening? Are you ever setting aside a time to listen to the voice of God? Are we ever hearing him? most reliable way that I know to hear the voice of God is he speaks through his word. God is speaking through his word. It is the living word of God. Hebrews says it this way. It's his living word. It's alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It is dividing soul and marrow. It is judging. It is convicting. His word is alive and active, convicting, penetrates soul and spirit, joints and marrow, judges the thoughts and the attitudes. We prayed last week, search me, O God. His word is speaking to us. We are people of the word. If you tell me you haven't heard from God, I'm probably going to ask you if you have or haven't been in his word because he's speaking. Our God is a speaking God. Are we listening? God also speaks through people. God may speak through a message. He may speak through a song. God may speak through people who are close to you. God may speak through a friend around you. I told you already, God may speak to you and it is annoying to me. God speaks to me through my wife. Come on, somebody. It is just, it annoys me to no end. Send me a prophet, oh Lord. Send me someone else. All you spouses say, amen. Lord, don't speak to me through my spouse because it is convicting everybody. Our kids are going crazy. Who taught these kids to do? They need Jesus. They need a role model. And she'll just look at me. Come on. God speaks to us through our spouse. God will speak to you through people. He speaks to us through circumstances. God will speak to us through circumstances. God will speak to us through things. God will open doors where you thought it could never happen. Only if God and God will open the door and it happens. God will shut doors. Come on, somebody. Where you really, really want something, you really want it, and it doesn't happen. God shuts the door. Some of you, you need to thank God for shut doors. Some of you need some clothes. Some of you dated that door 30 years ago, right? And you saw, you saw what that door ended up like, and you praise God for closed doors. Praise God somebody else walked through that door. Some of y'all need to pray and thank God for the doors that he closes. But God speaks through circumstances. God speaks through his answers in our world. God speaks. Thank you, Lord. God will speak through his spirit. God will speak through his Holy Spirit. For those of you that are followers of Christ, you are spiritually new. God, Jesus said that the Father would send the Holy Spirit, that he would guide us in all things. God speaks through his Spirit. He speaks through that. God, direct me. God, speak to me. You'll have, when you are made new, when your spirit is communing with the Holy Spirit, when you are made new, you will have, 
you will have the most different senses and urgings where you are out in the world and you, will, you won't be able to explain. And you'll say things like, I don't know why, but I just feel led to do this. I just feel led to be generous in this area. I don't know why I just feel led to bless you. I don't know why I just feel led to be bold in my faith right now. I don't know why I just, I feel that is the spirit of God leading you. God speaks through his spirit. And as Christians, that is one of the greatest benefits that we have, that the Holy Spirit would guide us, would teach us in all things. That the Holy Spirit would lead us, would prompt us. It's why when you're out and you feel like, I don't know why God prompted me to do this. And you may be asking, well, how do I know if it's the voice of the Lord? Here's what I've learned. Anytime that prompting is to bless someone or to encourage them, that is not the devil speaking to you. All right, everybody? He's not telling you to be generous in that situation, to bless that family. He's not telling you to encourage them in the word of the Lord. That's not the devil speaking to you. When you say, I just, I don't know why, but I just feel led to pray for you. I don't know why I felt led to call you and to encourage you. That's the Lord. When you say, I don't know why I feel called to be generous to you. I just, I want to bless you. That's the Lord speaking through us. God will speak through his spirit. Speak to me, Lord, your servants here listening. Here's the bottom line. The more you listen to God's voice, the more you'll be able to distinguish it. The more you listen to God's voice, the more you follow what he's telling you, the more you will learn his voice. Jesus said that the shepherd, the sheep know the shepherd's voice. That the sheep know the shepherd, they'll follow the shepherd. In fact, he says in the next verse, he says, but the voice of a stranger, they'll run from. Some of y'all are not running from the voice of a stranger because you can't distinguish between the two. He says, the sheep will run from the stranger, but they'll follow my voice. My sheep know my voice. We're following, we're listening. Be still before the Lord. Speak, Lord, your servant listens. The first thing, be still. The second thing is be willing. Be willing to do whatever it is that God leads you to do. I told you, easy to understand, hard to do. And I don't know about you, but so often my prayers devolve into kind of a babbling. I'm just like, I have my list that I just have to make it through. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, do this, do that, do this. And it becomes this babbling before the Lord. I wonder if we went before God, not with a list, but with a blank sheet of paper. Oh, Lord, what do you have to say to me? We write those things down and then we go and do them. I wonder if we went before the Lord with a blank, say, God, what do you want to show me? God, what do you want me to do? And then be willing to do it. That's the second part of this. You can be willing to hear his voice. You have to be willing to do what he says. Jesus said that, right? That my servants hear my voice and they do what I say. He said, my friends, the friends of my father, the ones who are called according to my name, not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word, James said. We have this, this second part to this. We have to be willing to do what God asks us to do. Some of you last week, you went before the Lord and you said, search me, oh God. How many of you prayed that prayer last week? Maybe I asked you to pray it with me this week. Search me, oh God. Show me if there's any impurities. Show me, Lord, if there's anything in my life that is, that is not pleasing to you. Some of y'all, some of us, God came back with a long list of things that he had before us. And you're like, all right, all right that's enough, God. Not, not too many things, right? We'll just hit the big ones. Oh Lord, just, that's too many. We'll hit the big thing. Give me the top 10. Some of you went there where God gave you a list of things, maybe things you hadn't realized that God spoke to you. You prayed that prayer, that forgotten prayer, search me, oh God. We have to be willing to do then what God has called us to do. Be willing. What happens is when we begin to speak to God, when we begin to confess our sins, he begins to purify us, begins to empower us to live the life he's called us to live. First Timothy, right? He says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just in first John. It will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You have to be willing to do what God has called you to do. When he points something out, be willing that he starts to purify, starts to change our hearts more and more like Christ. I don't know what you pray to ask God for. I don't know what thing God may have pointed out to you this week. 
All I know is that when God does, we have to be willing to do what he's called us to do. When he points those things out, you know how incredible that is that God would show us. And I don't know what it is that you may have been praying. I don't know, maybe your marriage is tough right now and you're praying, oh God, would you just give me the strength to honor my spouse who may not be honoring or loving you? Or you may pray that prayer. You may say, God, do you want me to bless someone that maybe doesn't deserve to be blessed? Or you say, oh God, have you called me to forgive someone that maybe didn't ask to be forgiven and maybe doesn't deserve it at all? Oh God, what thing have I held on to? And then be willing to go and do what he calls you to do. Oh God, do you want me to be generous? Oh God, who do you want me to encourage? Oh Lord, who is coming across my path that you have for me? Be still and know he is God and then say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. God, what opportunities do I have? And then I would encourage you, be sure to do, before you pray this prayer, be sure to do what he asked you to do last time before you ask him what, you want, what he wants you to do next time. That makes sense to anybody, all right? Before you ask him what your next assignment is, be sure to do what he's already told you to do. Too many of us are Jonah headed in the opposite direction of Nineveh, praying, oh God, what's my next assignment? Doesn't work like that, everybody. Be sure to do what he's asked you to do, because so often I think it holds us back from hearing the voice of God. When we hold those things in our heart, the Bible talks about if you hold unforgiveness in your heart, you go before the Lord. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come back to the altar. Be sure to do what God has called you to do before, before you ask him for what your next assignment is. Be willing to do what God has put on your heart. How do we posture ourselves to hear from God? First, we're going to be still. Second is we're going to be willing. And then our third today, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready. It's incredibly important. Be ready because when God speaks, be, make sure you are ready to hear what he has to say. I told you already, don't pray this prayer unless you are ready to hear what he has to say. Unless you're ready to hear from the Lord. Because he comes to Samuel, a little boy is working for Eli. Certainly he wants to honor this priest, this man of God. Samuel likes his job. He wants to keep his job. Certainly he wants to honor the temple. Certainly he wants to live in it. And God says to him, this priest is not honoring me. Eli is not serving me in the way that he should as the high priest. Eli is not doing what I've asked him to do. Eli is not living for me. Eli hasn't disciplined his sons. Eli has formed these things. He's allowed the abominations to happen. I'm going to judge his house. Judgment is coming. Tell him that when you pray, speak, Lord, I'm listening. You have to remember, God never gave an assignment that was easy to do. When you pray, speak, Lord, I'm listening. God never gave an assignment that didn't stretch their faith. God may speak to you. He may reveal something to you about yourself. That's not easy to do. He may reveal something about your life. He may reveal something. We have to be ready to hear. We have to be ready before him to say, here is my sinfulness, God. I acknowledge that. We have to be ready before him to say, here's where I'm wrong, God. I'm sorry. God may spur you to do something. God may spur you to do something that you really don't feel you're qualified for. You see, Gideon in hiding in the wine press calls him to be a man of war. David on the backside of a hill watching sheep calls him to be the leader of God's people. God may call you to be bold in your faith in a situation where you say, well, I I don't know if I'm qualified for that. God may call you to minister in a place or to a person or to a thing. You may say, I'm not qualified to do that, to build that, to do that for the kingdom. I'm I'm not there yet. God may call you to do things that are difficult to do. I promise you, though, if he calls you, He will equip you, that he'll stretch your faith and he'll teach you to depend on him in every situation. That he's calling us to do these things. I would love if you would have the courage to pray this prayer. 
And then be ready when God speaks to you. He may call you to be generous to that person. He may call you to forgive that person. He may call you to do that thing, whatever it is. Be ready. Be willing to do that. Last week, I asked you, if you would, for seven days to pray that prayer, search me, oh God. This week, I'm asking you, I would love if you would have the courage and the boldness to pray this prayer. Speak to me. Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. God, show me someone who's hurting. Give me the faith to follow your voice. God, show me someone I can be a blessing to. God, show me opportunities that you've led for me. God, begin to speak to me. Your servant is listening. Every morning, praying that prayer, God, today, I interrupt my schedule. God, interrupt the things that I thought I had on the list today. God, I I give you permission. God, break into my day. God, cast all that to the side. I want to hear what you have to say. Open my eyes to those who are hurting. Open my eyes to those that I come in contact with. Lord, speak to me. Your servant listens. I'd love for us to be a church that prays that prayer. Speak to us, God. We want to be available. We want to be willing. We want to be ready. We want to step out in what you have for us. If you would pray that prayer, that's your assignment this week. Be ready. Ask God to speak to us. But hear me, don't ask him to speak if you don't want to hear what he has to say. Don't ask him to speak if you don't want to follow what he wants you to do. But I promise you, the only thing more dangerous than not praying, or the only thing more dangerous than praying this prayer, the only thing that'll change your life more, the only thing worse than praying this prayer is not praying it. Because if you don't pray it, if you don't pray this prayer, you're missing out on what God, if you do pray it, I I promise you, God's going to stretch your faith. If you do pray it, I promise you, God's going to give you things that are not easy to do. If you do pray it, I promise you, God's going to speak to you his purpose and his will for your life. It's going to be difficult to do. I promise he'll show you places in your life that aren't pleasing to him. And it's going to be hard to work those out. If you do pray this prayer, I promise you it will stretch your faith. You will need to depend on him. But if you don't pray it, if you don't pray this prayer, you're going to miss out on the God that created you and the purpose and plan he has for your life. Why wouldn't you want to hear what the one who gave you purpose? Why wouldn't you want to hear what that purpose is? It's a forgotten prayer. Lord, speak to us. It's not an easy prayer. Lord, speak to us. But I promise you, it's a prayer that you want to pray. Speak to me, Lord. Your servant is listening. Every head bowed today, every eye closed as we close. God, we're here and we're your servants and we're listening. Those of us who are followers of Christ this morning, we would say, yeah, I want to hear the voice of God. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to follow after what he has for me. I want to follow Jesus with everything inside of me. But if we're honest today, too often we've let the noise drown out the voice of God in our lives. If we're honest, if we're just being honest today in this church service, if we're just being honest with ourselves and before God, too often we've let the noise and the shouting of this world drown out the voice of God. that's you today, you've realized, yeah, maybe I've just gone through the motions. Maybe I am saying the same things over and over. Maybe I just have my wish list. If that's you today, I want to get some things right. Together, myself included, we're going to pray this prayer. Speak, Lord. 
And so I would encourage you, we're going to pray it this morning, but also throughout this week. If that's you, if you say, I really want to hear what he has to say and I want to follow his voice. Right now, you can do it out loud. You can do it in your heart. You can do it in your prayer time, whatever it is. But right now, let's begin to pray that. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. We want to hear what you have to say. Lord, speak to our hearts right now. God, send people into our lives to speak your word. God, speak to us through our devotions this week, Lord. Speak to us through your word. God, speak to us through circumstances. God, we ask, we are ready and we are willing to hear the voice of God. Speak to us. Your servants are listening. For some of you today, you're here and you're saying, well, I've never heard the voice of God. Sounds like a great thing, but God's never spoken to me. And I would just posit to you that it may be because you don't have a relationship with him. You don't have a real relationship with him. But I would also tell you this morning that he has spoken to you. In Hebrews, it says that in the old days that God spoke through his prophets he spoke through the men and the women of God that he spoke through but in these last days he's spoken to us through his son Jesus Christ and so I would tell you today you say well God's never spoken to me he's spoken to you through the giving of his son Jesus a greater word you could not ask for that he's spoken to you through the sacrifice of Jesus you say well who is Jesus to me Jesus is the perfect son of God That he came to this earth, he lived a perfect life. And then he died on the cross, shed his blood to pay the penalty for your sins and for mine. The penalty for what we've done is death. Jesus paid that for us to set us free, but he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose again. The Bible says so that anyone, you included, so that anyone, me included, so that anyone... Anyone could call on the name of Jesus and be saved. That anyone could call on the name of Jesus and be saved. That God is speaking to you through the sacrifice of his son. That you could be saved. And so that's you today. You say, I'm tired of carrying my shame and my guilt. I'm tired of carrying the weight of my burden. Jesus died to set you free. And I don't care what anybody has ever told you. I don't care what anybody has ever written you off as. I don't care what you've done or what you've been through. I don't care what brought you to this place. I want you to hear this. God wants you and he loves you. Jesus died for you. He died for you. He paid the penalty for your sins so that you could be set free. God is speaking to you. You say right now, I feel something. That's the leading of the Holy Spirit. God is drawing you. And you don't know why you came this morning, why you're sitting in the seats or you're watching online. You don't know why you're in this moment, but I promise you God is drawing you. That he wants you. That he loves you. He's not trying to get even with you. He's trying to set you free. So if that's you today, you say, I want that. I don't want to carry my burden anymore. I promise you there is freedom at the cross of Jesus. You say, I don't want to carry my shame anymore. I promise you there is forgiveness in the resurrection of our Savior. I promise you it's available for you today. 
You say, I want to be set free. It would be my honor to help you to pray that prayer of surrender. To pray that prayer, Jesus, save me. Those of you that are already forgiven, those of you that have already prayed that prayer, those of you who are already in the kingdom of God, I would encourage you to pray with us today to encourage those who want to make that decision. But if that's you, if you say, today is my day, I'm not letting another moment go by stuck in bondage. I'm not letting another moment go by stuck in my shame, in my depression, in my addiction. I'm not letting that moment go by that I'm not going to reach out to the Savior who died for me. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. I can give you the words to the prayer, but you have to pray them. It's a prayer of surrender. Every head bowed. Come on, church. Let's pray this prayer with them. But if that's you, you say it as well. Say, Jesus, forgive me. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you rose again. And I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the church said amen and amen. Come on, church. Can we give praise for what God has done today?